Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army, reminding you that only 18 giving days remain until Christmas. So please, join the fight for good. To give through Alexa, say, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Canada, France, plan global panel to study the effects of AI. By Tom Simonite. In 1988, the U.S. and other nations formed the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change to study and respond to consequences of greenhouse gas emissions. In Montreal Thursday, the governments of France and Canada said they will establish a similar group to study and respond to the global changes being wrought by artificial intelligence technology. They say the panel is needed to rein in unethical uses of AI and minimize the risk of economic disruption, such as job losses caused by automation. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced plans for the International Panel on Artificial Intelligence with the French Minister for Digital Affairs, Monir Majobi. Trudeau has launched several programs to advance Canadian investment in AI in recent years, and said he also wants to lead in considering the technology's potential downsides. If Canada is to become a world leader in AI, we must also play a role in addressing some of the ethical concerns we will face in this area, Trudeau said. In an interview, Majobi said that discussions were already taking place with other members of the Group of Seven, the club of the world's largest industrialized economies. He expressed confidence that European Union members outside the G7 would be interested in the panel. Majobi and Trudeau discussed their hopes for the panel at a G7 conference on AI that convened economics, officials, and industry representatives to discuss the opportunities and challenges created by the technology. U.S. officials were among those attending. The White House Office of Science and Technology Policy said in a statement last week that it hoped to use the event to promote strategies that maintain America's leadership in AI, while at the same time maintaining civil liberties, privacy, and American values. 
Canada currently holds the G7's rotating presidency. It will pass to France in 2019, when Manjobi said he hopes to codify the new body and its membership. After many positive discussions with Trudeau and his government, Manjobi said it's time for delivery. Trudeau and French President Emmanuel Macron first announced their interest in creating an international forum for the study of artificial intelligence in June, but gave few details and left the initiative nameless. On Thursday, Majobi said IPAI would be modeling on the IPCC and bring together policy experts with researchers in AI, humanities, and social sciences. A proposed mandate from Trudeau's office said the group would issue reports aimed at guiding the development of policies that could keep AI technology grounded in human rights. It lists areas of interest, including how data for AI projects is collected and assessed, the effect of AI on human rights, and whether people trust AI technology. The group will also discuss military uses of AI. Majobi said it's possible that IPAI would eventually issue rules or guidance on artificial intelligence technology or policy, similar to how IPCC studies have led to agreements to limit carbon emissions. But he stressed that, to start, the new panel's purpose would be to study the many technical and social challenges. It's important that we have an international place where we can discuss all the impacts of AI in the transformation of society, he said. The prospect of a global body scrutinizing AI projects and development might seem unwelcome to businesses racing to develop the technology. Majobi argued that failing to consider AI's disruptive potential would in fact harm the technology's development. If you don't invest in responsibility around AI, you will create resistance and resentment in the population, Majobi said. Then you will go slower. Jean-Francois Gagné, CEO of Element AI, the Montreal startup that hosted Thursday's event, agrees. He's supportive of the IPAI project and even says that well-crafted rules or guidelines that constrain headlong AI development in areas such as finance or healthcare could help young companies like his in the long term. I actually want that, even at the detriment of growing 20% faster in the short term, so we don't get into a situation where people reject this technology, Gagne said. To foster innovation, you need to present a safe and stable environment. Some larger companies hoping to generate profits from AI appear to agree. Also on Thursday, Microsoft President Brad Smith urged governments to regulate facial recognition technology to avoid a race to the bottom that leads to privacy invasions and new forms of discrimination. The G7 meeting in Montreal took place during the world's leading AI research conference, NUR-IPS, which drew 8,600 experts from around the globe, including many from leading tech companies. Amazon, Microsoft, and Google were all among the companies represented at the G7 meeting on AI. Tabitha Goldstaub, chair of the UK government's AI Council, said she hopes the G7 event and the future IPAI would help convince countries not to see AI development as a race, with one or a few winners. Collaboration between countries is vital if we are to make sure that the technology AI enables abides by the human rights rules that we already have, she said. However, Goldstaub also acknowledged that the warm words and grand plans in Montreal Thursday don't mean much alone. It's really about action. Let's see what happens. Goldstaub said. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.